Welcome to another exciting episode of Patanjali Yoga Sutra Commentaries by respected Dr. Chinmay Pandya. Each episode delves deep into a selected set of sutras, so be sure to follow along and remember to revisit any episode you may have missed. We hope you enjoy and do stay connected with DSVV by following our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages using the handle at DSVVOfficial. Pranams to everyone from Deva Sanskriti Vishwavidyalaya, Shanti Kunjharidwar. We have been discussing the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali and the first chapter, Samadhi Pad, for last few meetings and sessions. Today we will go even deeper, but before we start the discussion on the Patanjali Yoga Sutra, let us start today's discussion with the recitation of the Gayatri Mantra. As we talked about it before, that Gayatri Mantra is the mantra that comes in the Rig Veda and it comes with a very specific understanding of uh, guiding the human consciousness to a path of righteousness that we call as the Sadhgyana, Sadhbhava and Sadhkarma. The human personality has three layers, thoughts, emotions and actions and all need to be guided in the path that is the path of righteousness. If our personality is integrated, holistic and it is guiding at the divine path, sacred path, then all the efforts made by the mankind are leading to a divine objective. So those of you who can recite the Gayatri Mantra, let us do it together, the Gayatri Mantra together. Om Bhur Bhuva Swaha Tatsavetur Varenyam Bhargo Devasya Dhemahe Dheyo Pranams to everyone. Patanjali's Yoga Sutra. We discussed it before that from the Indian wisdom traditions, two kinds of path had emerged. There are those kind of scriptures, those kind of shastras which are of scholastic, dogmatic and uh, philosophical importance. They are there and they are there with a significance and importance. But then there are scriptures which are of such a high spiritual nature because their spirit is so profound that every single word that comes in those scriptures is guiding the mankind to a ultimate divine potential and Yoga Sutras are that kind of scriptures. To understand the Yoga Sutra, translations are not important. To assimilate the information that is there, to imbibe it, to follow it, one has to understand the concept and phenomena completely. Because words are created only if there is an experience for it. If you go to the Eskimos traditions, there are 421 words for snow because it is important for them. 
but you may not find the same kind of words in the Indian tradition because the, we don't see that much of snow here. And equally, if one is walking on the path of divine revelation, self-actualization and, and self-fulfillment, self-realization of inner consciousness, then only he or she would need to create a word for it. So the words of the Yoga Sutra are created out of experience. The sages, the rishis, the munis, they walked on that path and every time they went deeper and higher and higher into the spiritual experience, into the experience of realization of one's own consciousness, then they had to create a new word and that's how the words of the Yoga Sutras are created. So to understand, it is important to understand the entire phenomena. So Patanjali starts the Samadhi Pad because in this chapter he is talking about the various kind of Samadhis. And he starts by saying that yoga is the discipline, Atha Yoga Anusashanam. And that discipline comes if we are able to banish, if we are able to control, if we are able to still the vrittis of the Chitta. And if that is accomplished, then one can be Drishta then you don't need to be participant in the in the activities of this universe and cosmos tada drishtu swarupe vasthanam you becomes the drishta if you are unable to do it you are guided by the vrittis vritti sarupya mitiratra that's the fourth verse of the samadhi pad then he talks about the different kind of vrittis and only he is giving that kind of explanation for one to understand that we are not those vrittis it's not to be confused that this is a path of spiritual wisdom. They are there because he wants one to understand that you are not those vrittis. You are a higher a divine sacred consciousness and that realization is the path of yoga. And how one can instill those vrittis which are constantly confusing ourselves and giving us an idea that we are the vrittis because it becomes so difficult in this world. The challenge of this world is that divine is everywhere but we can't see and feel it anywhere. And world is nowhere. This is the world of matrix, but it gives its presence every single second. So we have to find the unknown in the world of known. And that path, he says, comes if one can follow the path of abhyas and vairagya, abhyas, vairagya, abhyamtan, nirodha. Then Patanjali gives the definitions of abhyas, satudirga kala, nirantara, satkara, sevitra, dridbhume. And then he gives the definition of upper and par vairagya. Then he says, if you follow that path, then you reach to the samadhis of sampragyat and asampragyat nature, viram pratyay, bhav pratyay, they were talked about. Then other people are there also. So he says that if people are unable to follow that path, they can also reach to that layer of consciousness, that realm of consciousness by following a path of shraddha, virya, smriti, samadhi, pragya purva kitaresham. And in that, there are further subclassification, Tivra Samveganam Asana, Mridumadya Dhimatratva, Tatopi Vishesha, that there is also a distinction in them of lower intensity, medium intensity, higher intensity. So that goes on. And then he says that, but there is another beautiful way of devoting yourself, consecration, unconditional surrender to Ishwar. Comes the question, who is Ishwar? And Patanjali says that two things are there. 
वन क्लेश कर्म विपाक आशय अपरामृष्ट पुरुष विशेष ईश्वर ईश्वर इज द वन हु वॉज नेवर टस्ट बाई एनी काइंड ऑफ कार्मिक इंटरवेंशन क्लेशाज आर देयर एंड देयर प्रेजेंस इन्फ्लुएंसेज अस टू डू द कर्म बिकॉज ऑफ द इन्फ्लुएंस ऑफ द क्लेश वन एंड सब कमिटिंग द कर्म कर्म देयर रिजल्ट आर कॉल्ड विपाक एंड दीज रिजल्ट आर स्टोर्ड इन द आशय ऑल फोर टूगेदर are responsible for us to take birth aparamrishta never touched by them that special kind of purush who was never touched by them is ishwar so purush vishesha is ishwar bhakti vishesha is pradhan that special kind of bhakti is pradhan and a special type of purush is ishwar and then patanjali gives further definition he says that a special kind of purush ishwar who was never touched because that's the difference between enlightened beings and the ishwar enlightened beings were in bondage at one point in time but ishwar was never touched by them the gunas of prakriti were never able to touch him because he has transcended it he has gone beyond it he was the one who created it so the maya of the prakriti or gunas of the prakriti are never able to touch ishwar and he says in him the knowledge reaches to its ultimate potential tatra niratishayam sarvagya bijam everything that was ever known or would ever be known in the future people that discovered the gyan before everything that people were able to discover before or even everything that would ever be discovered in the future all this had been there in the ishwar there could be nothing in this world cosmos existence prakriti srishti that was not known to ishwar or that would never be known to ishwar tatra niratishayam sarvagya bijam and he says purvesham api guru kale nana vachhedad because he was never touched by the time he is beyond the time this is a very interesting concept because time makes our life we are called mortals because we have got a beginning and an end in this life whatever name has been given to me i would have a beginning and i would have an end i started my life at one point and i will end at one point that's why we are mortals the one who is immortal imperishable one who is indestructible one who is called as the eko deva sarvabhuteshu guna sarvavyapi sarvabhutantaratma that divine being that divine consciousness is beyond time because time is dependent upon two things time is dependent upon our desires and needs we need the time because they are expansion of our needs and desires needs are physical desires are mental if i need something then to fulfill it i need something the expansion of my need and desire has taken the shape and form of time and the one who was never touched by those iksha or bhav who was never touched by the desire to do any kind of karma can never be touched by it so he is beyond time and as he is beyond time he is beyond any kind of teaching tradition that could emerge there are different words in indian wisdom tradition we have a word called shikshak shikshak is like a teacher and teacher can give the teachings 
and a teacher needs a student so teacher is the one who gives the information it has not come from within he is the one who is passing the information that he has collected from one point and he has become a medium to take it to the another point so that's why you can have a student a teacher can teach many students in the lifetime many would come many would go but this is not the knowledge that came from within but guru is one who is giving the knowledge that came from within it is a unique exceptional never before kind of manifestation of a very divine knowledge and a guru would require a disciple a guru would need a shishya teacher can have a student but guru would need a disciple that's why gurus used to search for one disciple to whom they can transfer there comes this beautiful story of bodhisattva who was sitting in the china when he first went to take the message and teachings of lord buddha to china he went there and he was sitting there for very long period of time 30 years it is said that he was sitting just looking at the wall and said nothing to anyone so people said that one day one person came and bodhisattva started to talk so people were surprised they thought that oh they said well, we thought that you don't even speak we thought that you are mute why did you talk now so bodhisattva said that i found no one to talk for 30 years he found no one to talk to and the first person he realized that he thought that this person has the capacity and caliber to understand what i am supposed to teach that disciple makes guru guru and then he is beyond gurus ishwar is beyond gurus gurus can also have a beginning and end gurus have a beginning when they take the responsibility of the disciple and they have an end when disciple has reached to the place he was supposed to go but then again there is a beginning and end it can go to different lifetimes makes no difference but there would be a beginning and there would be an end teachers and student relationship many teachers and many student one can have in one lifetime guru and shishya guru and disciple you can have that journey going on life to life to life to life but still there would be an end but this purush vishesh that patanjali talk about this impersonal god this divine consciousness that cannot be classified from any regular means of classification he or she that divine power is beyond time he is beyond time he is beyond karma he is beyond any means of knowledge because he is everywhere and nowhere at the same time as upanishad say tadai jati tannai jati tad dure tadantike that he walks and he does not walk he is there he is not anywhere he is outside he is inside he can be reached and he can never be reached that ishwar patanjali says is beyond time now comes the question which is the theme of today's discussion is that how would we know that ishwar because everything that we have got our mind came from prakriti our thinking came from prakriti our experiences came from prakriti all the vrittis are of chitta our memories of this lifetime only our understanding has been given to us by someone and we are talking about an entity that is beyond everything 
He is Trigunatit, he is beyond the gunas of Prakriti, he is beyond the three, means three, he is beyond the three gunas of Prakriti. So he is beyond the medha, he is beyond the intelligence, he is beyond the time, he is beyond the place. Mind cannot reach there, intelligence cannot reach there, we have got no sanskar, we have got no memory. How would we understand that divine consciousness is there? How we are supposed to reach there? Understandable question, anyone can relate to it. So we are trying to comprehend incomprehensible. How would we understand? So Patanjali says, Tasse vachakaha pranava. Tasse means his. Vachakaha means denoter, indicator. Pranava. Pranava is the another name of Om. Most beautiful name in the Indian wisdom tradition. He is indicated, he is represented, he is denoted, he says, by Om Pranava. We need to understand first of all that there are representatives. So, if we have got a representative of India in US, he would be represented by the ambassador of India there. Ambassador of India is not entire India, but he can represent. Similarly, Patanjali is saying that Om as a word is the representative of that divine consciousness. This is the word that in Vedas or Vedanta or in Upanishad called as the Shabda Brahma. That he is the sonic representation of the one true divine absolute consciousness. That word is the representation. It is there in all dharmic traditions, Hinduism, Sikhism, Jainism, Buddhism. People even talk about the representation of Om in the Abrahamic tradition. So it is there. It is there, but more than the word, idea behind that is important. Idea behind that is that when that unified consciousness that is beyond form, shape, any kind of thing that our eyes can see or our senses can feel. If that takes the shape and it is beyond all that, if that takes an appreciable, demonstrable, representable shape, then it takes the shape and form of Om. Om, he says, is the representation. That's why in Upanishad, Everywhere you say you go through the any Upanishad, Katho Upanishad, Mundak Upanishad, Mandukya Upanishad, Tetri Upanishad, Metrayani Upanishad, Svitadashwara Upanishad, Brahadaranyak Upanishad. Everywhere you will find Om as the central piece of discussion. Omitte Kaksharam Brahma, it says that it's the only way to understand Brahma. It's the only representation of the Brahma. So Om is that word which is denoting the unified, divine, higher, supreme consciousness. That consciousness which can otherwise not be defined or explained by any means of sensory experience. It is beyond the sensory reach. It is beyond any kind of worldly explanation. That word is the word Patanjali says as the Om. Because there comes this beautiful story in the Vedas of a Rishi. And this Rishi, Parameshti, he was meditating and he was trying to understand that what happens to this entire cosmos when it comes and goes, where is the beginning, where is the end. And when he contemplated deep enough, then he wrote 
the famous sukta of uh, vedic scriptures called hiranyagarbha sukta nasadiya sukta it says nasadasino sadasit danim nasidrajo navyoma paroyat kimav rivah kuvash sharman ambha kimasit gahanam gabhiram that this world came from nothing not from nothing came the nothing everything came from the nothing and then he goes on to explain that in the beginning there was this world and this world however was of two types they called it ahat and anahat all the sounds of this world they are called ahat lokik because they came by hurting something if you are supposed to create a world in this world you are supposed to hurt something i have to hit then only this sound would come to do this then only the sound would come my tongue has to hit the pellet then only the sound would come that's why they were called ahat but there are those sounds which are anahat alokik they are not coming from the world waves are not hitting against another surface this earth is rotating on an axis but not against the surface the vibrations the tarang the dhvani the nad they called them as the alokik anahat because they came without two surfaces hitting against each other and om is the anahat it is like a vibration that is going on in this universe non stop we cannot hear it we cannot feel it we cannot sense it we cannot perceive it only because we have cluttered our mind with too much of commotion noise sound our mind is constantly chattering the day it is calm down when patanjali says that when it is absolutely calm down when you are focusing on the ishwar only and you are focusing only on the denotation of the ishwar on the representation of the ishwar on how uh, that ishwar is being represented or indicated then suddenly you are able to hear that only that representation of the ishwar is called om and that om patanjali says he goes on further to explain he says tasya vachaka pranava tad tadasya japarth tadarth bhavanam tadasya means that his its jap that you are supposed to recite it tadarth bhavanam and focus on its meaning and connect to it with your bhavanam means emotions sentiments and connect to it with bhavana with the sentiment don't only recite it but like you know connect to it from your heart there are three words in when we are talking about the mantra jap first of all jap many people call it recitation but it's not only recitation jap words comes from two word ja means ja is the same word from where the concept of janma is coming janma means lives one after another life the word janma is coming pa means parishkar that refining the sanskars that are coming from one after another life for that we need the recitation we need the jap to refine those kind of sanskars which we have accumulated by going from one to another life and that jap he says in that two beautiful things patanjali is saying arth and bhava focus on the meaning and connect to it from your emotions there is a very beautiful story but before sharing the story let me share one simple understanding there are three things in any kind of recitation of the 
शब्द और मंत्र फर्स्ट इज द आवृत्ति दैट आई एम जस्ट रिपीटिंग इट आई एम रिपीटिंग इट विदाउट फोकसिंग ऑन द मीनिंग और विदाउट फोकसिंग ऑन द सेंटिमेंट्स बिहाइंड इट दैट इज लाइक ए लेबरर्स जॉब आई एम डूइंग बिकॉज आई एम सपोज टू डू इट हायर टू दैट इज वेन आई एम कनेक्टेड टू द मीनिंग ऑफ द मंत्र एंड हायर टू दैट इज वेन माई एंटायर एग्जिस्टेंस इज सेंग इट बिकॉज इट हैज बिकम वन विद माई सेंटिमेंट देयर कम्स ए वेरी फेमस स्टोरी दैट आई वॉज मैंशनिंग अर्लियर ऑफ ए पर्सन इन इंडिया हु हैड किल्ड मैनी पीपल एंड ही वॉज ए रॉबर एंड नॉट ओनली ही वॉज किलिंग दैम ही वॉज लाइक यू नो ही वॉज टेकिंग देयर बॉडी पार्ट्स अवे एंड ब्रूटली एक्चुअली किलिंग दैम सो वन डे ए सेज passed by and sage his name was narad narad said to that robber he said that you are killing people that's fine he said i will kill you too he said oh, i am okay with it he said but tell me one thing that when you are killing people you know that you are also accumulating the karma he said yeah he said who is going to take the responsibility of the karma these bad karmas that you are doing who is going to take the responsibility for it He said, "Of course, my family would take it. They are the one who is sharing the money. Then why won't they share the karma?" He said, "Have you ever checked with them?" He said, "No." So Narad said that go and check with them. He said, "Wait here. I will come back and kill you. But let me just go and check with my family first." So he went, asked father. Said, "No, karma are yours. We are happy to take the money, but karma are yours." Then he asked his mother. Mother said, "Yeah, karma are yours." wife said the same thing brother said the same thing children said the same thing everyone in the family said karma are yours so he came back and he said was very dejected disappointed he said to narad that uh, you know i have accumulated too many karma i need to purify myself and he said i cannot do complicated mantra i am illiterate man teach me a simple one so narad said okay just do ram 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 is the another name of divine and the legend goes that after while he forgot to say ram 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 he started to say mara 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 means that body is still accomplished enlightenment the beauty of this story is that more than the word how your emotions are attached to the mantra just you are repeating it it means that you are only doing a laborer's job but if your heart is into it then you are owning it that's what patanjali is saying he said just don't repeat it only connect to it connect to it with your heart tat japas tat japas tadarth bhavanam that jap is not only the recitation but connect to its meaning and connect to it through your sentiments then it starts to become effective there comes another very beautiful story and stories of a saint so disciples of that saint asked him a question and they said that uh, we have seen it many times in the scriptures in the stories that there is only one mantra same mantra of gayatri and gurudev is saying it and his life is transformed he is able to guide so many people vishwamitra is saying it it becomes enlightenment but many people are saying the gayatri mantra how come there is no difference in their life is mantra of no power or is guru wrong a teachings wrong saint said no it's not the question of that it's a question of how you are connecting with the mantra he said i will show you 
he took them to the city in city they were building a temple many people were taking the bricks on their shoulder and they were going so saint stopped one person who was taking the bricks on the shoulder he said what are you doing and this person got very angry he said can't you see i am taking the bricks on my like you know shoulder what kind of question is this i am taking the bricks i am a laborer i am taking it so saint said oh, i am sorry sorry to disturb you he asked stopped another person he said what are you doing he said i am working i am supposed to earn the money for the family so i am working I'm working here third person he stopped and that person bowed like this he said i got this fortune together to make the temple of the god making the temple of the god so saint said that did you notice the difference they all three are loading the bricks one is loading them like a burden another is loading like a laborer he is there for money third is doing it's like his heart is there he is not loading the bricks his heart is going in making that temple he said all three get the result but one gets the result like a like he is doing the burden another get like the contract business third is owning it this temple is his and that is what the patanjali is saying he says tasya vachaka pranava that om symbol sound is the representation of the entire divine consciousness tat japas tadarth bhavanam that do the jap recitation but not only that connect to it through the meaning and with the emotions then it becomes effective question comes that what would happen if we do that then answer comes from patanjali he says tatah pratyak chetana adhigama api antaraya bhavasya tatah means then pratyak chetana pratyak means inner chetana means consciousness adhigama adhigam means realization api also antaraya are the problems we will talk about them in the verse after but let's call them interruptions or disturbances abhav means absence cha means or so what patanjali is saying he says that if you do that if you are able to connect to the divine sound the divine syllable not only to its meaning but also to its core of it through your emotions then comes the realization of your inner consciousness then all these avarans are gone all the confusion that we have gathered is gone then comes the realization of the true consciousness and also it makes one free of the antaraya antaraya are like disturbances that comes in the life first it does it makes one to realize the true consciousness the swarup that patanjali was talking in the third verse of the same chapter tada drishtu swarupe vasthanam he says so if you are able to connect with the divine sound completely and you and the divine sound have become one then the realization of the true consciousness comes there is nothing else needed you have realized what you truly are and everything else has gone it's like this is story of a man who went to ramana maharshi and he said to ramana maharshi he said 
that I want to know that what I would be in future. Sarman Maharshi said, it is important to know what you are right now. He said, no, I want to know that where I was before so that I can know the cycle of my births. So, Raman Maharshi said, it is important to get out of that cycle rather than knowing where you were in the last life and where you would be in the next life. And that person said, how would I learn that? Raman Maharshi said, you came to the wrong person. We don't teach learning, we teach unlearning. Forget everything that you have collected. Forgetting everything that we have erroneously collected, wrongly collected, all this accumulation of information that takes us nowhere, only it becomes like a burden and we have collected the jargons and all this information for no reason. Forgetting that allows one to connect with the true consciousness. Tataha pratyak chetana adhigama api antaraya bhavasya Then comes also the free from the disturbances or the antaraya or the vikshep that do not allow one to reach to a higher consciousness. What are the antaraya? He will talk about them in the uh, next verse. And we will also talk about them in the next session. So let's recap. Patanjali started to talk about one of the options of reaching to the samadhis. And one of the options is focusing on the Ishwar, Ishwar Pradhanadva. What is Ishwar? He says, Klesha Karma Vipakashaya Aparamrishta Purush Vishesha Ishwara. That Ishwar is the one who is not touched by Klesha Karma Vipakashaya. In him, tatra niratishayam sarvagya bijam, the knowledge reaches to ultimate potential. Purveshamapi guru kale nana vachedat, and he is beyond time, so no need to ask uh, insane questions that he was guru of whom. He is beyond all kinds of gurus. He says, and how to connect with it? Tastivachaka pranava. You connect not directly to it, but through its secretary. The secretary to the God is Pranava Om. If you are going to meet the President and Prime Minister, then you cannot just walk in like any time that today I have got time for coffee, can I see you? No, you can't do that. You have to ask the secretary first and secretary would arrange a right time to see the God to the President and Prime Minister or anyone. That divine consciousness has also got a secretary. His name is Pranav. His name is Om. That you connect to the Om. And then you can reach to the divine consciousness. So he says, Tasya Vachaka Pranava. Tadjabas Tadartha Bhavanam. Connect to it, but not only to the meaning, meaning anyone can understand, but connect through it, through your emotions and sentiments. If you are able to do it, then what happens? Tadah Pratyak Chetana Adhigama Api Antaraya Bhavasya. Then comes the realization of the true one inner higher consciousness. Then you are able to realize it. Realization. Adhigam is a very beautiful word. Adhigam means that one that comes without any confusion. Many people have just mugged up the information that we are God, we are divine. That is fine. But do you feel it? Do you have got any sense of information? Then do you have got any sense of like experience for it? There is a very uh, interesting story. It's a story of a uh, famous Sufi saint and he was teaching to his disciples and he said that you know, God is everywhere, Anhalak Brahma, He is there, and every single particle He is there, divine consciousness is everywhere. So, one of the disciples became completely happy, He said, God is everywhere. So, He started to walk very happily on the street that God is everywhere. 
there was a mad elephant coming. So he thought, oh, God is coming and he went straight to the mad elephant. Mad elephant broke his, uh, like, you know, bones. So all the bones were broken. Now, the Sufi saint went to see him. He said, why didn't you, like, you know, uh, move away? He said, you said God is everywhere. I thought God is there in the mad elephant too. He said, I told you, but I did not tell it to the mad elephant. He did not know that God is everywhere. For him, you are just a person walking on the street. So, to memorize the information. People mug up the information, they think, okay, God is everywhere. He said, no, it makes no difference. Realization comes when you and the divine consciousness are the same. Tataha pratyak chetna adhigama api antaraya pavasya. But it also brings freedom from the antaraya, disturbances, interruptions. What are antaraya? We will talk about it in the next session. So we end today's discussion with the Shanti part. The mantra of peace. Om Dyo Shante Rantaharikshagvam Shante He Prethave Shante Rapaha Shante Roshadhaya Shante He Vanaspataya Shantir Vishwe Devaha Shantir Brahma Shantehe Sarvagvam Shantehe Shantireva Shantehe Sama Shantiredehe Om Shantehe 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 Sarvarishta Sushantira Bhavatu Hamare YouTube channel Shanti Kunjak video Gayatri Parivarko subscribe kare even bell icon Zarur Dabai Taki Gayatri Parivarki Vipindagati video ki jankari apko milti rehe